Almost like you know we're, we're in here like class clown and like waiting for the teacher to show up. Right. Totally. <laughs> and then Jesus walks in and says, no, it's, "Okay, okay, everybody get in their seats. Everybody get in their seats, and we're gonna be all poised and gonna act right." Sit up straight. Jesus, like I know what y'all were talking about. <laughs> all right. And it was kind of funny. All right. Father in heaven, in Yeshua's name, we welcome you, and um, we look forward to what it is that you're gonna instruct us with, Yeshua. Uh, we want to be effective salt and light for you and fruitful for your glory, Lord. Father in heaven, um, we have an uh, election, as you know, and uh, we trust in you for your shalom, your peace and your truth. We know that it abounds. We just hope the reception of it abounds. Yes. And, um, you know, we look forward to, uh, you know, the results in that those who um, are blessed to be able to um, um, acquire office, uh, that they realize that and they receive your peace and truth on how to um, represent in a way that is um, preserving yes. to our republic, to be a, a nation that, that acknowledges uh, God-given rights. Yes. And um, so we have our ideas of uh, who we would prefer to be in office. But the bottom line is, is that whoever it is, we trust in your might uh, and what it takes from you to be able to preserve this nation and uh, do what it is that we're blessed to be able to do in having a, a nation such as this. Um, so we know that you are stronger than anything that would be uh, you know, that would be coming into this nation uh, that could um, erode what we have. And we know that you are the great restorer. Um, but even on your throne, you give us instructions and we have duties to perform. And uh, we trust in you that uh, uh, we will carry out our civic duty uh, to elect people. Uh, who understand that they have a, a duty to preserve and maintain our God-given republic. Yes, Lord. So um, we hope that this uh, election will be um, um, a victory for you. Yes. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Yes, was name. name. Amen. Amen. All right. Enough class clowning. <laughs> well, maybe a little bit more. Somewhere during the course of, of it. Yeah, because you know the holy hookah is loaded. Yeah, we're going to drag deep and we're going to act fool. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> okay, so we're going to be talking about um, Romans, her. And uh, man, it's, it, the timing is just good for this, y'all, because uh, Romans, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's definitely a misunderstood book, y'all. It's a misunderstood book. Um, you know, liberals... You know, they've got a love-hate relationship. Well, one, because it's, it's God-breathed, you know, and they don't like God. 
Uh, but they do like God when they think that it speaks to their collectivist ideas and things that they want to be able to get away with and things that they feel justified with and stuff like that. They, well, they like the Bible then when they can cherry pick it for stuff like that. Right. Um, conservatives tend to, you know, conservatives or more of the classical liberal persuasion, those who think of themselves as classical liberals, which I think is totally oxymoronic, yeah. conservative and classical liberals. And if you read my book, A Solid Right Cross, you, you'll, you'll understand why uh, that, that doesn't go to a good place. Um, you know, they read this book and they're at odds with it also uh, because they think that Paul is just this uh, evangelist for uh, statism yeah. and collectivism and, and stuff like that, author authoritarianism and things like that. They think that this is Paul's manifesto for that. Totally not true. <laughs> Very untrue. Okay, so and if you've been reading uh, Romans with us as we've been going through, you could I hope that y'all have a, a totally different perspective and seeing that what Paul uh, is saying, his his record uh, is squaring up with the preservation with the preservation of liberty given to us by God. Amen. Right. Yeah. He is liberty. He, he's the, yes. he is the liberty and he is the author of it. And what Paul is talking about substantiates that. But if you look at, if you just take a snapshot of Romans and just read it for what you think that it says, you'll think that Paul is just a statist. Yeah. Right? No. You got to square what Paul says up with the total word of God and then you'll see that he's talking about protection from these things. Yeah. Right? I mean, what, when, you, what, when we're talking <laughs> about Romans, y'all, we are talking about this ain't a book of giving power to government. It is the empowerment of self-governance. Amen. That's well said. That's where Paul is coming from. Yes. It's self-governance, y'all, yes. not, not being uh, state-ruled. Right. Not giving Ooh. power to the state and some collectivist idea. Anybody who gets that out of Romans, you read it wrong because yes. you didn't read the total Bible and you didn't read it with the counsel of the Holy Spirit. Hmm. All right. All right. So let's dig in, y'all. Let's see what we get. So this is Romans 15. <clears throat> Romans 15. All right. Now, we who are strong ought to bear the weaknesses <clears throat> of the powerless and not just please ourselves. Uh oh, some people are already starting to get itchy. <laughs> Let each of us please his neighbor for his good, for building him up, for even Messiah did not please himself. But as it is written, the insults of those who insulted you have fallen on me. And I tell y'all, when, when, when those, when people take the so-called liberty to insult God, people suffer. Oh, yes. They bring suffering. You know, when, when you don't have respect for God, you ain't gonna have respect for those created in his image. Well said. Right? Yep. People gonna suffer. Um, for whatever was written before was written for our instruction so that enough, so that through patience and the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. Now, may the God of patience and encouragement grant you to be like-minded with one another in the manner of Messiah Yeshua, so that together with one voice, you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Yeshua, the Messiah. Okay. Let's back it up. So you have um, you have people who consider themselves Christian who are of the liberal persuasion. And this is oxymoronic, y'all. It's, it's oxymoronic. You know, they have this. Um, they, they like they they like chapters like this. They like books like this because they think that it justifies their ideas of um, collectivism. But y'all, I hope that they understand that 
when if they go along that road, they're in violation of their own demands of separation of church and state. Well, that's true. Right. Yeah. You can't you can't have it both ways because you're using this as an endorsement of of collectivist ideas that you that you have. And yeah. all of a sudden, Jesus is fitting for you to lean on to be, to be able to say that. We'll see. According to the Bible. We're supposed to be our brother's keeper. And, um, you know, and, and this right here, this will be implementing faith into your into your politics. Well, I thought yeah. that was a no, no. <laughs> right. So that ain't going to work. Um, let's see. Now, talking about uh, let's if we talk about Romans uh, 15 two, um, y'all, when we when we're talking about pleasing ourselves and uh, and when we're talking about the weak, y'all. You're not supposed to draw a collectivist idea out of these scriptures. That's not what's there. Because when you examine the words, remember, when you're trying to draw a collectivist uh, idea from it, you're trying to use the Bible to justify selfishness. You're trying to use the Bible to make your selfishness law. Yes. Where you can, where you are, um, you make it policy to be able to covet. <laughs> yeah. Right. You think that you're entitled to somebody else's fruits and stuff like that. And they're not paying their fair share and all that sort of stuff. And you think that you can use the Bible mm -hmm. to say that, you know, this person should be doing this and this person should be doing it. You're basically being a Judas. Yeah. Right. Judas didn't care about the people. He was, he's talking about they could have done this with their money. He's like, Jesus, <laughs> like, man, they ain't none of your business what they do with their property. Right. Matter of fact, you covered in their stuff. Really? Yeah. And not only that, you've been stealing from us, too. <laughs> yeah. That's Democrats all day. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Right. So this is speaking to that, y'all. And like I said, you're not supposed to be trying to draw collectivism from it. You're supposed to see Jesus in it. Because when it talks about pleasure, y'all, the word pleasure is going to be ersco. And ersco, when we're talking about this pleasure, you would think pleasure is like, okay, some sort of indulgement or, indulgement or something that brings you joy or, or something like that. Actually, the word pleasure that's used here, being ersco, actually breaks out, uh, makes out to mean um, to raise up. Mm. I lift up, I take away, I remove, right? Ain't that what Yeshua was gonna do? Yes. Right? Yeah. This, is, this is what we're talking about, pleasure, that's what we're talking about. This takeaway, this removal, this lifting up, right? Not some, not some sort of, it's not pleasure as in some sort of, you would think that it would be like, it would, have, it would include all these synonyms like gratification or... or uh, pleasing the flesh. Yeah, or satisfaction or yeah. something like that. No, no, what it's talking about is lifting up to remove or take away, wow. right? Um, and then uh, and going along with pleasure, we're talking about the weak, right? And the word for weak here is going to be uh, adenatos, and when it talks about weakness here, it's talking about something that's impossible, right? Something that you don't have the strength to do on your, it's not possible for you to do it on your own. Uh, something that uh, it, would, it, would, it doesn't matter how much strength, even if you had a bunch of strength, it wouldn't matter. You would still be too wow. weak to do this. Wow. <laughs> All right? So when, when I say that you're supposed to draw Jesus out of this, not collectivism, right? For those who think uh, Paul is some status or something like that, it's like, no, no, that's not what Paul is telling you. What Paul is telling you is that, look, everybody, doesn't matter how powerful you are, it doesn't matter how weak you are, ain't nobody getting into heaven, ain't nobody getting lifted up into heaven, ain't nobody going to have a hand strong enough to pull you up into heaven that matches the strong arm of Yeshua who gives us the hand up to pull us in, yes. up into heaven. Ain't none of you strong enough. None of us. None of us. 
right, are strong enough to lift ourselves into heaven. So what Paul is telling you is like, look, man, just as you, by your own free will, by your own free will, ought to, not by the law, but out of your own volition, you ought to help up another person just as way, the same way that you are going to need help up into heaven. Ain't none of us can get us out of this hole. That's going to take Yeshua to do that. And, and we show our gratitude for Yeshua by extending the same. Amen. Because we all, we all need a hand up sometimes. Yeah. It's not something that's supposed to be mandated by the state, y'all. It's something that we should be volunteering to do. Amen. Right? Once Amen. again, Paul is talking about self-governance. Yes. Right? He's talking about true charity. He ain't talking about making this stuff the law. Yes. All right? So, but you got people out there, these, these people who idolize liberty. Not the author of liberty. They idolize liberty itself. And, they, and from there, they, when, they, when, when you go down that road, you will see Paul basically um, as, a, as a contradiction in Scripture. When he's not, he's squared up. Okay? Um, so when we talk about not just pleasing ourselves, um, let's see. We ought to, we want to be able to show that gratitude, y'all. And that's the fruits, y'all. That's, that's the fruits. That's how it's reflected uh, in the culture. And, uh, you know, that's, that's how, you know, when you, when you do things like that, these are the things that, that please, please the Lord. And these are the things that help to bring about peace. And it makes it a little bit more, dip well, it's one of those things, man, it's really hard because the state makes it very hard for us you know, to be charitable and to give that hand up that we're trying. And they use the justification of, of you know, uh, the state has to be able to take from it. It's like this Robin Hood mentality or something <laughs> yes. like that has to be done. It's like, no, it's a vicious circle and it just makes it more and more difficult uh, for people to be able to help each other. Absolutely. Okay. Um, now, when it talks about, um, you know, Jesus didn't please himself, okay, meaning that Jesus could have been like, look, I really don't want to suffer for y'all. Mm. I really don't. And uh, it would please me uh, to just go back to my cozy throne. Yeah. Right. And the thing is, y'all, Jesus wasn't mandated to do what he did. This wasn't some cosmic mandate on him to, yeah. to do it. He volunteered. It was voluntary. Right. Even when he was like saying, hey, you know, pops, um, you know, if, if this cup could pass for me, that would be fantastic. But if you will it, I'm going to do it. Okay. Yeah. Now, the thing is, Yeshua could Yeshua could still freely go back to heaven and, and, be, and, and be fine. Right. The, 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 the catch to it, would be, he wouldn't receive any punishment or anything like that. It's, it's nothing. Right. The catch to it is that he would have to let us die. Yeah. That's that's really what it comes down to. And and Yeshua could be like, look, man, you know what? Uh, considering how you folks are, uh, you're not really worth it. I'm going back to heaven, you know, but he just he he just didn't roll that way. It's like, man, if there's any other way that we could do this, you know, I'd be happy to do it. But if this is the only way to save mankind, you know, let's make it happen. Yeah. Let's do it. For that, we are eternally grateful. Eternally <laughs> grateful, right? Okay, so, um, so like I said, y'all, it would it would have pleased it would have pleased him uh, to just go ahead and go back to heaven. Matter of fact, it, and, but he didn't do that for his own pleasure. 
Uh, not only that, it would also please um, Jesus to, well, basically kill us, you mm. know, because we literally crossed him. Yeah. So, but Jesus didn't gratify himself even in that, right? Jesus could, you know, it's like, uh, you know, the, the, the moment they started, you know, speaking crossly to him, Jesus was in his, was in his right. He's, he's God, right? Yeah. Could have killed everybody. Yeah. And on many occasions, that would have brought him pleasure because it would have been justified. Exactly. Right? He's a just God. He, he likes justice. Yeah. Justice is pleasurable to him, yeah. right? Actual true justice, right? He ain't some justice warrior out there fixated on some arbitrary justice. Yeah. You know, moving the lines and moving the standards of this so-called justice, which is really more like uh, just petulant revenge. Mm, that ain't Jesus, yeah. right? That ain't Jesus. His justice is pure. His justice is right. Yes. And when he exact, exact just, exacts justice, knowing that he is vindicating those who have been oppressed, mm. that is pleasing to him, yeah. right? So Jesus ain't no uh, frivolous uh, uh, punisher, right? <laughs> okay, so let's see. Let's move it on to uh, what are we going to get into next? Um, when we talk about building up for our edification, I think we could talk about that. Yeah, we could talk about it. OK, so when we talk about edification, y'all, the word for edification is going to be um, oikidome. Forgive me if my, if my Greek is bad. Right. Sometimes my English ain't all that good either. So, you know, don't expect <laughs> me to speak Greek good either. Um, and when we talk about <laughs> building up for our edification and the word for edification being oikidome, it's, it's talking about spe more specifically of building a house or mm. building a temple. This is this is this is edification. When you talk about this edification, it means building up, speaking more so to building a house or building a temple. And that's what we're supposed to do, y'all. We're supposed to we're supposed to report Yeshua to people so he could be the builder in their lives as he's yeah. the builder in ours. He builds us. Right. Yeah. He edifies us. He makes us that house, that temple that he dwells in. Amen. Right. So that's the edification that we're talking about here. OK, uh, let's see. And uh, when we talk about um, the line of um, Romans 15.2, uh, that's going to be speaking to Psalms 69.9, because zeal for your house has consumed me and the insults of those who insult you have fallen on me. So just like we said earlier, y'all, uh, uh, people who have no respect for God, they ain't going to have respect for people. Right. They're going to bring suffering on folks. Okay. Um, Let's see, when we talk about um, Romans 15, 4, let's see, for what ever has, was written before was written for our instruction so that through patience and encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope, all right? Remember y'all, Yeshua is the instruction. He's the instructor and he is the instruction. The book, the whole book is about him. Yeah. He is the law. He is the instruction. When you learn who he is, that is the process of learning how to act right. Amen. That, that is yeah. the process of us learning how to uh, conduct ourselves. We learn that by learning him. He is the law. He yeah. is the instruction. All right. Um, now, and Paul is telling you that the key to this hope, to finding this hope 
He's just he just told you because we got a lot of Christians out there, y'all. They just think that you just read the you know you don't need the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. You know you don't you don't need that. It's like well yes you do. <laughs> you, you totally do. Oh, Remember y'all, if you ain't reading the Old Testament, y'all, then you 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 you've left a whole bunch of room. And this is what people do is that they try to fill in their imaginations about who Jesus is. Yeah, you can't do that, right? Yeshua has given you scriptures. To qualify, he testifies of himself. He's the only one really qualified to do that, but he still invites the testimony of men. Yeah, right. That's true. This Old and New Testament, but he's the qualified instructor yeah. to tell you who he is. Okay, now you gotta read what led up to the New Testament so you know who he is. If not, you just you just you know basically worshiping some hippie named Jesus. Then no. Amen. <laughs> These things that he's done have to square up. The picture is painted. He has to match the profile, y'all. Yes. He's got to match it. And he does. Okay? So, and he and Paul is telling you, since, you know, you got these people out there who love Paul so much. Well, what did Paul just say? Um, where was four? Come on, help me out. All right. <laughs> help me out, Lord. Where's four at? Okay, for whatever was written before was written for our instruction so that through patience and the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. The scriptures, mm. the Old Testament. Yeah. You're supposed to be looking in there for your hope. You can't just, you can't just do that with the New Testament. You can't do that because you will, you will fill in, you will make imaginations of things. Amen, yeah. Yeshua has to square up with his word. All right. And with the counsel of the Holy Spirit, you dig into the Old Testament for what did Paul just tell you for hope, yeah. for encouragement. You know what's really encouraging? You want to know what's really encouraging is when you see how Yeshua squares up with what he's always been telling you. That is very, yes. very encouraging. It's more encouraging than some preacher telling you, oh, Lord, don't give you a Mercedes Benz. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> All right. Man, when you start digging in and you start you start catching up with who Yeshua says he is, man, it's a, it's a treasure. It is. It'll change your life because it changes your heart. <laughs> Telling you, right? Okay, so now when it's talking about um, this acceptance, all right, you got to square up acceptance, y'all. Paul isn't telling us to just go out there and, and, and throw and throw our arms around everybody. All right. That's not what he's saying, uh, because in full context, in full biblical context, Yeshua is quite conditional. Mm. OK, I know I know we, uh, you know, especially liberal minded, they like to think that Jesus is some all accepting hippies. No, he's not. Like I said, y'all, if Yeshua was so accepting of us, he would have just stayed on his throne. And just let us do us. Yeah. Go ahead. True. Yeah. Go ahead and do what you're doing. <laughs> no, Yeshua was really like literally, man, you are not coming into my over my dead body. Are you coming into my kingdom? Right. Right, I will yep. die first. Yep. <laughs> I will die first before I let you step foot in my kingdom. Okay? So, but but Yeshua, he accepted everybody and he and and he sat at the table with sinners and prostitutes and and, and, and tax collectors. Yep. <laughs> yeah, remember, uh for, for those uh for liberals who um um who love be, uh taxes so much, uh Yeshua really couldn't stand tax collectors. Yeah, right. liberals love taxes as long as they're not paying them. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, they love it for everybody else. Yeah, as long as they think that somebody's being punished for being fruitful, or or they think that they're exactly. going to benefit from it somehow. Yep. You know, or um, yeah. But Jesus wasn't wasn't fond of tax collectors. Uh, they seem to leave that out. Mm -hmm. um, but 
the thing is, y'all, when you come to Yeshua's table, whether you're a, a tax collector or whether you're a prostitute or whether you're a sexual deviant or all these sort of things, when you come to his table, he doesn't, you don't come to, he doesn't have you sit at his table so he can accept you. Preach it. Right? When, he, when you sit at his table, he has made it clear um, you're coming to my table to be changed. Yeah. He didn't said, he says, look, man, these people who are coming to my table are sick. Yeah. And what does Yeshua do to sick people? He heals them. Yeah. Right. They don't stay in their sickness. You're blind. You come to him. It's like you want to be rid of you want to be rid of that blindness. You want to be healed. OK, now you can see you're deaf. Now you can hear you're lame. Now you can walk. Yeah. Right. If you're a sexual deviant, you're not a sexual deviant anymore. Right. Go forth and sin no more. So these things, these, are you a drunkard, right? Oh, we're okay, man. Go ahead and stay drunk. I accept you. Yeah. I accept you in your drunkenness. No, right? You come to his table. You come to his table because you acknowledge that you're sick yes. and you want to be changed. Yes. You leave his table changed. That's who Jesus sat at the table with. So don't get it twisted and think that, you know, <laughs> Paul is here trying to say that, oh, just, just be accepting. It's like, no, no, we're not supposed to do that. All right. We accept what we do accept. What Paul is talking about is that we accept that we're not perfect. True. We accept that about each other. That's true. Yeah. We accept that we are sinners as we start yes. off the show. What's up, sinners? Yes. I accept you, sinner. I accept you, sinner. I, accept, I hope, hope you accept that I'm a sinner. We accept these things. We accept that we're weak. Mm -hmm. Right? We accept that we got issues, we got problems. But what's not acceptable is you deciding to stay in it. Amen. That's not acceptable. Right? So don't, don't think that Paul is sitting here telling us that we're just supposed to accept people um, doing things that are displeasing to God. Yeah. That's not what he's saying. And yes, you would never endorse that. We accept that we got problems. We accept that we're imperfect people. Now, accept the instruction. Yeah. Accept Yeshua, who gives you the strength where we are weak. Amen. Right? Yeah. Accept that. You want Jesus to accept you? Accept his instruction. His instruction. Yeah. That's how that works. All right? That's awesome, babe. Okay, so... Um, when we're talking about, I think we're getting into, let me, let me read on a little bit here. Um, so we were just reading from seven. Therefore, accept one another just as Messiah who has accepted you to the glory of God. For I declare that Messiah has become a servant to the circumcised for the sake of God's truth in order to confirm the promises given to the patriarchs and the Gentiles and, the, and for the Gentiles. Let me say that again. And for the Gentiles, Hallelujah. right, to glorify God for his mercy, right? Uh, well, I mean, now for those who are, are strictly OT, right, or, you know, Torah oriented, yes. um, this right here has no um, validity for them. This is New Testament scripture. They don't they don't accept this. So you, it's like you can't you can't use this and say that we'll see this is what you know um, uh, for those who don't believe that Jesus is the Messiah mm -hmm. you know and and are strictly uh, Torah um, and uh, and Old Testament scriptures uh, they don't they don't accept this but Paul that's why Paul is saying as it is written according right to the Old Testament yes for this reason I will give you praise among the Gentiles. And I will sing your name. 
And again, it says, rejoice, O Gentiles, with his people. And again, praise Adonai, all you Gentiles, and let all the peoples, all the peoples praise him. And again, Isaiah says, there shall be a shout, a sh I'm sorry, there shall be a shoot of Jesse and the one who arises to rule the Gentiles in him shall the Gentiles hope. All right. So this ain't just God being the God of Israel. God is the God of Israel. He is the God of Israel. They are his chosen people in this. That does not change. But it is telling you that even the people around that can say, hey, you, you know what? C can you be our God too? Amen. Right? And God's like, let's do it. Right? Get in the truck. <laughs> right? So praise be to God. We, we, we get that. It's, yes. Jews, this takes nothing away from y'all. Our Redeemer has come through you. Our high priest and king is a Jew. Yep. I ain't looking at that. don't bother me none. <laughs> me either. Right? That don't bother me none. So in that, you have that distinction. Yeah. And, and, and we are grateful for what has come through you. We are grateful for what the Lord has given y'all to, 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 to the Jewish people to codify and to bring to us in the fulfillment of Yeshua. Yeah. We are so grateful for that. And we're, we're those Gentiles that be like, we want to praise Adonai with you. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's what it comes down to. And the word of God tells us that we can. Yes. Right? So if we look at Deuteronomy 32, 43, rejoice, O heavens, with him and let all God's angels worship him. Rejoice, O Gentiles, mm -hmm. with his people. Right? Jews. You, his, and, but but when, you, when you call on, on God, when you call on Adonai, you become his people too. Amen. Right? The believers, we, we become a body of believers. We grafted in, we adopted in. Yes. Right? So, um, does it make us Jews? Uh, I don't know if it makes us Jews, right? We ain't trying, we're, trying, we're not trying to have that distinction. But the blood of Yeshua, that's, that's what makes us blood relatives. Exactly. Right? That's the part that makes us blood relatives, all right? So, with his people, for he will avenge the blood of his children. He will take vengeance on his adversaries and repay those who hate him. He will cleanse his land and his people. Second Samuel 22, 50. Therefore, I will praise you, O Lord, among the nations. I will sing praises to your name. This is repeated in Psalms 18, 49. Therefore, I will, repeat, I will praise you, O Lord, among the nations. I will sing praises to your name. Psalms uh, 111, I'm sorry, 117, 1. Praise the Lord, O you nations. Extol him, all you peoples. Mm -hmm. Right. Isaiah eleven ten. on the day, on that day, the root of Jesse will stand as a banner for the peoples. The nations will seek him and his place of rest will be glorious. All right. And Yeshua is that offshoot, y'all. Yes. He's that offshoot. All right. So now and, and by the way, when you're a, when you're this root, that's a radical, y'all. Okay. Explain. That's a wrap. <laughs> and I, man, you know, I hope y'all get get these shirts. Y'all representing the culture. Don't let the culture tell you what it is to be a radical. Don't do that. A lot of people have learned what the term radical means from schools that are run by Democrats. Exactly. Yeah. They have twisted the meaning of it. Yep. Yeshua 
is the radical. He's the one true radical. Y'all want to give that distinction to the godless? You want to give that distinction to these nuts just because you think they're acting extreme? Then just call them extremists. Yeah. But they're not radicals. You know why they're not radicals, y'all? Because in order to be a radical, you have to have a root. You have to have a core. What are they rooted in, y'all? Matter of fact, the only thing they're trying to do is uproot. Yes. That's what they're trying to do, y'all. They're trying to uproot our republic. The foundational meaning of the word radical is foundational. <laughs> yes. It's roots. Yes. Right? You have to be grounded. You have to be solid in something in, in, in what's in something solid. You have to be solid in something that actually has to, that has a core. That's where Yeshua is. He is the core. He is the one true radical. Anything else, y'all, that's called radicalism, y'all, is a misnomer. Yeah, I was just going to ask, mm -hmm. well, why should we really care if Republicans throw around the word radical mm -hmm. to Democrats and liberals, not, not knowing what it means? Really? Right. Well, the thing is, like, see, now, the, the, the sad part is, is when I talk about it, I'm just being semantical. Yeah. Right. It's like, for me, it's like it has no meaning and stuff like that, but it's like it has no meaning or value. But meanwhile, these conservatives keep using the word. Why do they keep using it if it has no value, if it has no meaning? Why do they keep saying it as if they expect it to have an effect? And like I say, it does. Oh, it does. A very bad effect. Yeah. You keep giving Democrats the distinction of being radical because you think that they're just being crazy. That's not Democrats being crazy. That's just who they are. Amen. Right. But it has nothing. Y'all, in order to be a radical, y'all, you like I said, you have to have a root. What's the root of Democrats? How do you what, what, what is their standard to live up to? They have none. As the saying goes, if Democrats didn't have double standards, they'd have no standards at all. Right. In order for you to have this radical, this root, you have to have a standard which Democrats don't have. How do you satisfy their ideals? You don't. How do you, you know, it's like I keep hearing conservatives talking about these new radical socialists. They're not new. Oh, please. There's nothing new about what the Democrats are doing. Everything about the Democrat Party is, comes down to thinking that, some, that they're entitled to the fruits of what somebody else has. Yes. That's, what, that's what they think yes. they are. They think that somebody has to be able to be made to pay to facilitate. That doesn't matter if it's slavery, yep. socialism, communism. It's all the same thing. And you've got these conservatives out there talking about this new radical Democrat party. There's nothing new about what they're doing. No. They keep talking about, well, they, you know, they weren't always socialists. Oh, come on. Like, what, in the 1920s? Who was that one cat saying that, hey, man, I don't need to run as a socialist. All I got to do is run as a Democrat. Right, yeah. That was going on in the early 1900s, y'all. Yeah. This socialist thing that concerns man, where are you guys coming from? I have no idea. Right? It ain't, you know, let me tell you something. There ain't no new Democrat party. There does seem to be a Thank new you. Republican party, though. Thank you, and yes. I don't know you. Yes, yes, yes. I don't know y'all. Nor do I. Right? I've, I've always rejected y'all that there is no, there has been no party switch. There hasn't been, but the Republicans are switched off. Yeah. Right? And too many of them. You know, uh, I, don't wanna, I, I don't want a broad brush, right? And I even get people, I get Republicans mad at me and say, hey, why are you always you know, berating us and stuff like that? It's like, hey, well, you, know, you need to get off them, th uh, them, them thin skinned knees you know, and, and quit squealing. You know, sometimes it takes a little bit of tough love. Yeah, okay. It's like it's like Republicans. They just want to, all they want to hear about is what Democrats are doing wrong. But Republicans don't want to hear about how they're helping them do it. Absolutely not. And they're helping them do it, right? And it's things like calling them radicals, which they're not. You can't radicalism with it's it's not true. There is no radical socialism. It doesn't exist. I know that people hear these writings of these people and stuff like that. No, it's a misnomer. 
You can't, there can't be radical socialism because you can't satisfy it. What's the standard? There is none. So radical has a root. Right. Radical has to have a root. What happens with socialism, y'all? What happens with it? It implodes, doesn't it? You know yeah. why? Because there's no core. And if there's no core, y'all, it will collapse. There's nothing in it substantial. Amen. That's why socialism collapses. That's why communism collapses. There's no core to it. You can even, you know, a radical Islam. No such thing. There's no such thing. In How do you satisfy the tenets of Islam? How do you satisfy its religion? Who can live perfectly by Islam? <laughs> Nobody can yeah. because it has no root. It has no core. There's only one true core that is solid. That is the beginning. That is the end. That's Yeshua himself. The one true Preach radical. It. Yes. Yes. That's it. And you want to give that distinction to these nuts? <laughs> now, in full disclosure, people thought Jesus was nuts too. His oh, family. Yeah. He's crazy. Well, that's true. It still fits. Because <laughs> if you think radicals are crazy, well, Jesus still fits the profile. <laughs> right? Y'all want to give that term, you want to give that to, to the godless. Why? Be, why? Because you guys keep hearing like Hannity and Rush Limbaugh and all these people out there talking about Saul Alinsky. And you think that you're making some big statement about referring people to Saul Alinsky's book, Rules for Radicals? The book is a lie and too many conservatives have fell for it. They have fallen for what Saul Alinsky put out there. They have fallen for his objectives. Lucifer wasn't a radical, y'all. If Lucifer was a radical, he would have stuck to the word of God. Lucifer wasn't a radical. He was a rebel. He is a rebel. Why don't you call these people what the Bible calls them? The Bible calls them rebellious. The Constitution calls them rebellious. It doesn't call them radicals. Amen. The Republican Party was founded as radicals because it took the extreme uh, effort to push back rebels against the Constitution yes, to, get yes. the, to, to get the Republic back to what it was founded to be. That's what a radical does. Still working on it. <laughs> right? But Republicans want to give that over to Democrats. And then they wonder why people think the party switch sides. we've been taught for 100 plus years by Democrats by who have ran the school for 100 years now. Yeah. And they think that I'm out of line. Okay, well, you guys go ahead and keep going. The, the culture's melting down. Right in front of you, right under your nose. Well, I mean, that's why this mm. this is something that you're so passionate about is mm. because we don't recognize the Republican Party at all. Mm -mm. And our country is swirling the drain. Yeah. It's kind of going down the drain. Yeah. You know, not all of us. I, and like, you know, like, so, say, for instance, those who are tuned into the Zopium Den, y'all know that. Yeah. Right? We, <laughs> they got their Bibles open. We're a few. <laughs> we're a few. Y'all, I wish there was more. You know, yeah. it'd be nice if I uh, remember, man, back in the 80s when radical meant something good. Yeah. Right. Republicans, y'all yeah, need to learn how to y'all y'all need to learn how to make things a fad, man. Yeah. Back. In, I mean, I mean, maybe maybe that's probably the problem of it was because radical. Maybe people got sick of hearing it. It's like if I hear that word one more freaking time, I'm going to lose my <laughs> mind. Right. But when we said radical, it was supposed to, because it was good. Because radical is goodness. Because Yeshua is the radical and he is the goodness. Yeah, when we were kids, that radical was good. Right? You're right. Radical <laughs> was a good thing. It was a fad. Yeah. Right? And, and a lot of people, and y'all like the 80s, huh? Right? Everybody misses Ronald Reagan and stuff like that. Yeah. Radical Reagan. Right? <laughs> so, and yeah, that's what it took. But y'all, we don't, we don't do that anymore. We take, we've, allowed, we've allowed them. And I'll even, I'll even, I'll even hear Republicans saying, well, Zoe, what it's, be, what it's come to mean is like, stop right there. You just, you just, you just answered, you made my point. You're yeah. always letting these people determine what something becomes to mean. Yeah. Right? That's not a good, you don't want to go down that road. 
always given Democrats the power over the language. Oh, we always, mm. always, always have. Mm. I yep. fear we always will, because you know you hear we we even separate people, our politicians mm. and Republicans separate people into classes and races now. Yeah, we totally. Yeah. Sound just like Democrats, right? Because we use their language. Yep, yep. It's like uh, you know you hear um, conservatives, you know, still using the term African American. Stop it. We're, we're black. <laughs> All right, we're black. Don't do that. Don't don't help the Democrats out with this. Stop it. We're black, right? Yeah. According to the Word of God, the Bible itself, right? This is among the first complexions listed Amen. in the Bible. Is black. Yep. Right. Stand on the Word of God. Yeah, don't stand on the word of Jesse Jackson. That's right, right. So, which means that, you know, when, when the Bible speaks of it, it's a blessing. Yeah. Right? If they can't handle that, well, that's just too bad. <laughs> right? And, you know, you have to, you have to, sto you have to stroke my, my self-esteem and you have to call me African-American. <laughs> <laughs> no. Black. <laughs> right? That's what the word of God says. Amen. You know, or, or Republicans, you know, we have to protect our democracy. Stop it. Oh, if I hear that one more time. Right? Democracy. It's like, wait, wait, no, we're Republic. Yeah. Every night the the headline on Fox is democracy Demo now. Right? Democracy now. 2020. Right? Why are y'all doing that? It's a <laughs> Republic. Okay. I mean, I, yeah, I understand that we got democratic processes though. But that doesn't, it's like just, it, you know, that doesn't make what we have a democracy. You know, as, as the saying goes, democracy is two wolves and sheep deciding who's going to be dinner. Exactly. Voting on who's going to be dinner. Yep. It's like, why, why are we trying to make that? It's like, I guess, you know, this is conservative's way of saying, see, we're, we're, we're uh, uh, relevant in the culture. We, we like democracy, too. It's like, no, man, I like, <laughs> I like this constitutional republic that Amen. acknowledges that our rights come from God. And these laws yes. are fixed and immovable. That's what's cool. Yes. That's what's cool. You know what? You guys want to go with democracy where these, where these people assume that they can vote away what was ordained by God? Amen. These are, these are laws that God says, these are your rights. These, raw, these laws are certain and inalienable. And you got people in there with the dem democratic process and out of democracy are going to come in and say that we can vote that away from you? Yeah. And you got Republicans out there acting like this is cool? Democracy? Always saying democracy? Mm. Whatever, man. You know, it's like, it's, you, you, Republicans, you help them. That's why these nuts are able to do the damage that they do. Yeah. Cause you know, if you, if we think that they're so dumb, well, dumb people need help, and they ain't getting all this help from George Soros. You got a lot of Republicans out there helping them do it unwittingly. Oh, yeah. And I'm trying to tell you, he's like, dude, there's a lot of things that y'all are doing. You might want to stop doing that. They don't listen. They don't listen. No. Right? Too many don't. I'm thankful that y'all tune in to listen though. You guys know what's up, and you know maybe. Maybe at some point, you know, because uh, the, the, the word of God has shown that he's using like a small number of folks, Amen. you know, to get some oh, things done. Yes. And, yes. you know, I hope that, you know, maybe we could be part of that. Right? Y'all, everybody keep your Bibles open. That's right. Keep your nose in your Bible. <laughs> right, right. Keep, keep your head, keep your head on the Lord. Yes. And, uh, keep his guidance. Okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, let me step off that soapbox and get back on another. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. So we talked about uh, Romans 9. Okay, so when we talk about these Gentiles, y'all, um, according to Romans, uh, when we look at 15.9, so y'all, that could be summed up. God is God of the living. He's not the God of the dead. He can't be God of the Gentiles if we're all dead meat. Mm, yeah. All right, so, but God has accepted, if you, if you accept him, according to who he says he is, he accepts you, yes. right? 
And that acceptance includes when, when God says, hey, this is my son, listen to him. Son, what you got to say? Yo, I and my father are one. Well, there you go. Yeah. Right? This it. Now, now you'll have those who will be like, well, that's still New, Tis New Testament. That's not valid. Okay, well, remember when the Lord says, I go away. When I, uh, he, he tells us, would I have told you mm. I went away right. to make a place for you? When did Jesus ever say that? You go through the New Testament, Jesus never told, because he says, would I have told you that I went away to make a place for you? Why did he say that? Is he telling us to give us hope, right? In this moment right now, I'm going away to make a place for you. See, a lot of people, that's, they think that's what it means. The Lord has, went, has gone away to make a place for us. When he went to the cross, that was him going away to make a place for us. That's not what he meant, because he's never said that. He never said in the New Testament scriptures, I go away to make a place for you. When Yeshua said that, he was referring to himself as that angel in the Old Testament. When God says, I send an angel before you to the place that I have prepared for you. Mm -hmm. Do not rebel against him. My name is in him. Oh. He will not forgive rebellion. What did Yeshua say? The only, the only thing I do not forgive is blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. He's talking about himself. That's awesome. Because, well, Yeshua says, hey man, you can say whatever you want about God. You can say whatever you want about the Son. Blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is not acceptable because he's referring to himself because he was that angel. Amen. What did he say? Don't rebel against him. I don't forgive rebellion. My name is in him. An angel is a spirit. And if the, if the name of God is in that angel, what does it make that angel? The Holy Spirit. Mm. Right? So Yeshua was talking about himself. So in that, y'all, um, he... A deeper understanding. <laughs> For real. Right? And these things, when you understand that about him, that's when you recruited into his priesthood because you're pursuing understanding who he's always been. Yeah. Like I said, y'all, you got to square this up with the OT. Yeah. The OT validates who he is. Right? The new T... The, the, the New Testament is the fulfillment of who he is. Now it comes in full circle. You see what was prophesied about. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, let's see. Um, let's take a look at uh, 17. So in Messiah, or actually, did I skip over anything? You know I do that. <laughs> you were on 16. So. Was it, uh, okay, let me take it from, um, uh, yeah, let me take it from 13. Um, now, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and shalom and trusting so that you may overflow with hope in the power of the Ruach HaKodesh. Now, I myself am convinced about you, my brothers and sisters, that you are also full of goodness, filled with all knowledge and also able to counsel one another. But I have written rather boldly to you on some points uh, as a reminder because of the grace given to me by God to be a servant of Messiah Yeshua to the Gentiles in priestly service to the good news of God so that the offering up of the Gentiles might be pleasing, made holy by the Ruach HaKodesh. So in Messiah Yeshua, I have reason to boast before God for I will not dare to speak of anything except that Messiah accomplished through me to bring me up to bring about the obedience uh, 
of the Gentiles by word and deed, in the power of signs and wonders, in the power of the Spirit of God. So from Jerusalem and around even in Illyricum, Illyricum, sorry about that, I have fully proclaimed the good news of Messiah in this way. I make it my aim to proclaim the good news, not where Messiah was already named, lest I build another person's foundation, but as it is written, those who have never been told shall see, and those who have not heard shall understand. All right, so let's back up a little bit. When we talk about this uh, priestly service. All right, y'all, a priestly, priestly service is basically someone who is authorized to present offerings to God and go before God with our concerns, yeah. right? It's basically yeah. that. Uh, so now Paul was given authority to bring God an offering. This way, when he's talking about in priestly service, in, in a ministry, ministry basically is, is a service, right? When you're providing a service, it's, it's a ministry, right? Never thought of it like that. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, um, but when we're talking about in priestly service, this is the one with the, with the, with the qualifications, right? The one with the ordinance who can go to God with an offering, yeah. go to God with the concerns of the people. That's their charge, right? Now, the offering of Paul that his, what he's instructed to bring to God as an offering is us, right? That's, 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 that's his charge. The, we're the offering, right? So the Gentiles are the offering to God. And what does God do with this offering? God makes priests out of us. Wow. That's, that's, the, that's the job, right? So the, the deal is, y'all, Paul is going to bring people with it. With it he's going he's gonna to report to them the, the gospel. This is who Yeshua is, all right? By doing that, when Paul tells people of Yeshua, that is Paul bringing people to Yeshua, who is God. Yeshua is yeah. the signet of God, yes. right? Now, the thing is, when, now, when you accept that Yeshua is king, when you accept that Yeshua is the high priest and king, and who is God incarnate, right? He is the signet of God. Yeah. When you understand that, that is when you are in his, you are in his priesthood. Mm. And when you are in his priesthood, you can come before the high priest. Yeah. Remember y'all, God doesn't listen to us. God listens to the priest. Yeah. The high priest that God listens to is Yeshua. That's who he listens to. Yes. He doesn't listen to us. However, because of the work of Yeshua, now God listens to us because Yeshua is God and the high priest. Yeah. You take your concerns to the high priest. Yes. <laughs> See what I'm saying? We are subordinates of the high priest. We are in his priesthood. And the priests go to the high priest. Yeah. You become recruited into his priesthood when you accept who he says he is. 
when you accept that you want to learn who he says it's a process that's why it's called be born again mm-hmm. all right mm-hmm. you accept that you are going to learn who he says he is all right okay so praise be to god we are we are we are priests with him we can go to him you don't have to go um you don't have to go to anything else you don't you don't you don't go to uh the saints you know you don't pray to the saints i know people say we don't really pray to saints. yeah you do <laughs> yes you do yeah. okay you're you're petitioning the saints to go to it no it doesn't work that way priest that's us can go directly to yeshua he bled for that yes Okay. It's an honor that we should not take lightly. Right? You're, we're not supposed to go to the saints. We're not supposed to pray to angels. We're not supposed to pray to statues or idols or fixtures or anything like that. We're not supposed to pray to Mary. We're supposed to p- pray to Yeshua himself, the high priest. That's his distinction. We can pray for other people, of course. Right? Yeah. Sure, we can we're pray for each other. To. Right? Of course we can do that. Praying to something else no that's a mystery that's a misunderstanding right that's that's an insult to yeshua it is it's like yeshua's like what am i chopped liver chopped lamb maybe <laughs> but i ain't no chopped liver well i guess that was part of the offering all, you know what i mean <laughs> you know the, the, the organs were offered up okay. yeah i was thinking about that okay. <laughs> that was last week's teaching right so Y'all, in that, Yeshua's like, look, man, there, there, there's no co-redeemer with me. There's, mm-hmm. you, don't, you don't take your prayers to, to somebody else. That's idolatry, right? It's me. It's uniquely me. It's, all, it's always been me. Yes. Okay? Um, so, y'all, praise be to God. We have, we, have that, uh, we have that rank with him. Yes. You know? We're in his, we're in his order, right? And that's it. No, no, no uh, other than that, there ain't no like, you know, climbing of hierarchies or meritocracy or something like that. It's like, no, right. man, we, we, we equal in this. Yes. Right? Yeah. And if you're in a church where there's a whole lot of hierarchy, you might want to look around and get out of there. Or right. Or ask why it's structured like this because it's not biblical. And, and it, ain't, it ain't really a church. Well, right? It's yeah. a, if, um, you know, well, we're the church. Yeah. That's what it's the church. The, the church is us, okay. We're supposed yeah. to be the church. The building is is, is at best is a sanctuary. Right. That's what it's supposed to be. Yeah. The, the, the brick and mortar itself ain't supposed to. The building, when as we just talked about, when we talk about edification, the building is supposed to be us. Yeah. <laughs> we are the edified. That's true. Right. What was the word? Oikidame. Yeah. Right. Very good. For edification, <laughs> we're talking about the building. We're the building. We are the temple. Now, if there's brick and mortar, that's the sanctuary. Right. You know, if anything, where we can gather and we want to fellowship and we want to, you know, uh, 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 discuss mm-hmm. and learn, you know, uh, 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 the, the, the teachings of Yeshua. That's one thing, you know, but to, to make it out to be like the church itself and, and, um, and these things that people are going to do to to keep the building or open or, or, or whatnot. That's that's something totally did. That's that's. A, a misappropriation yeah right no we're the church that's 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 what yeshua was talking about building upon this rock i'll build my church yeah. wasn't talking about uh, a, a system he wasn't talking about a religion he wasn't talking about um these buildings per se not saying that buildings are wrong but it's it's a mis it's a um 
it's perceived incorrectly about what these buildings are supposed to be. Yeah. Right. And uh, so that's the, when he, when Yeshua was talking about building, when he says, I will build my church. Yeah. Right. I will build it. The church he's talking about building is 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 us. Yeah. Right. That's we're we're the edified. That's the edification. Yeah. Right. Um, let's see. Can you believe now when we're talking about, uh, let's see, as we move on. Um, for this reason, let's take it from 33. For this reason, I was often hindered from coming to you, but now with no place in these regions, and since I have had a desire for many years to come to you, I hope to see you while traveling through when I go to Spain and, uh, and to be helped on my journey there by you. If first I may enjoy your company for a bit. Let's hang out, y'all. Let's kick it. Hey, Zopium Den sounds like a good place. We can hang out in there, man. I hear that they, they've got that holy hookah loaded, oh, right? Jesus. Good stuff in there, man. Toke, 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 that scripture smoke. <laughs> All right. But now I am going to Jerusalem, bring, bringing aid to the, uh, to, to the Kiddushim from, Macedon from, from Macedonia and Achaia. We're pleased to make some contribution for the poor among the believers in Jerusalem uh-oh, the liberals are like, yeah, make contributions for the poor. <laughs> Y'all don't know what you're talking about. All right, you guys make it very difficult, actually, for the poor to get out of that state with your uh, misread and selective cherry-picking of Scripture. Yes. All right, and, uh, well, just your godless, covetous, collectivist ideas as it is. Yes, um, yes they were pleased to do so, and they are under obligation. Oh, but it's obligation. <laughs> Paul said so. It's an obligation. An obligation according to the faith, not according to the state. Say it again. Obligation according to the faith, not according to the state. Okay? There we go. That's how that works. <laughs> Y'all are, are the greatest offenders of, of separation of church and state. Right. You're greatest offenders of it. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> But anyway, that's not what Paul is saying. And, and, and for conservatives out there who have this idea that that uh, Paul is in, you know, is, is like, no, no, you, you didn't read. Because there's conservatives out there, you know, calling, you know, they're more of the classical liberal uh, variety. Um, they think that this is where this is coming from. It's like, no, mm. no. Um, so when I have finished delivering the collection safely to them, I will head for Spain by way of you. Now I know that when I come to you, I will come with the fullness of the blessing of Messiah. Let me uh, do some notes really quick. Okay, when he's talking about uh, plenty of territories to go to, um, <laughs> uh, liberals are gonna hate this and, and conservatives should like it. Um, the reason why Paul is talking about uh, not going to these different territories, because Paul is basically saying, look man, I don't wanna be Christian central, mm. right? I don't, I'm not trying to do centralized Christianity here. Yeah. All right? Interesting. So what Paul is saying, hey, if you already set up, you got the gospel, you heard it, do your thing. <laughs> Keep it local. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Keep it in your localities. That's what Paul is talking about. I know, what, what, what happened? I thought Paul was this big status, collectivist, uh, central government. Said, no. <laughs> right? I ain't trying to make some central religion Amen. out of this. Right? Not trying to do that. Centralized authority in Rome. Come on now, <laughs> right? This 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 don't sound like some Vatican stuff mm -hmm. to me, right? So now there has to be a standard, yes, but the standard is is better managed 
on these local levels. Amen. Not delegated to one body to try to control it all. Yeah. That's that's Yeshua's place, and that's why he says, I send the comforter. Yes. The comforter for the comforter, there's enough to go around, plenty to go around to make sure that he is in every locality where we have our our our, our, our gatherings, where we have our fellowships. Yeah. To be able to be the church body, right? There's enough of the Holy Spirit to go around. Hmm. It's not supposed to be, you know, the central, the standard. Is already set. We got the standard all over. And that's what we want. That's why it says iron sharpens iron, right? And we're all connected, y'all. In this day and age, there's no reason for us to not be connected. So yeah. Paul, like I said, Paul isn't trying to come in and, and, uh, and, and, and uh, intrude on somebody else's territory. And, uh, and not only that, uh, the, the faith. Paul wants to make sure that people have the faith. It's not about Paul showing up and performing some signs and wonders and stuff like oh, that. It's like, good. you know, yeah. can you guys believe what's been testified to you about yeah. Messiah. Because, the, and, and it's like, and Paul isn't, he's not, you know, um, uh, naive. You know, it's not like he's, he's just expecting people to just believe blindly. Paul already knows that Yeshua came and performed the signs and wonders, mm-hmm. right? He's, he's, he got the revelation from him, yeah. right? He got, it's like the Lord appeared for him. He's like, get, really get to see him because he went blind, but, <laughs> You know, he was he was addressed by God. He already yes. got the empirical evidence. He got it, right? And he also and, and and he knows that, well, Yeshua did come and provide ample evidence of who he is, and they still killed him for it. Amen. So it's like now you guys are just gonna have to operate on faith. Yeah. Because the proof was given to you. And the proof was given and he was killed for it. So we're gonna go another route. Right. God has all that covered. He knows. He's like, look, man, we got to cover all these bases. I got to make sure that all the inclinations of mankind that they think that they need to have the truth (laughs) is going to be met. And they're still not going to accept it. And God's like, look, man, you didn't run out. You ran out, man. You got no excuse now. Right. So that's what this is what Paul is following up on. He still squares by the word, y'all. He's not in contradiction here. All right. Um, Let's see. And... What other stuff do I got in here? <laughs> Notes that I've taken down. Um, let's see. Now, when we talk about, we talked about uh, pleased to make a contribution to the poor. Um, it's, it's, once again, y'all, we're talking about an obligation and pleasure of doing it on your own volition, right? Right. Not, not you know, the, the being sanctioned to do it by the state, <laughs> right? Because um, that's, that's, not, that's, not, that's not real, y'all. Hey, no. That's just, it's not real. It's not genuine. It's certainly not charity. Okay. Um, now, y'all, the thing is, and let me, let me, uh, let me just, let me read, let me read these final um, verses really quick. Now, I urge you, brethren, through our Lord Yeshua, the Messiah, and through the love of the Ruach, to press on together with me, with prayers to God on my behalf, pray that I might be rescued from the unbelieving Judeans, and that my service for Jerusalem might be acceptable to the Kedoshim, then God willing, I may come to you in joy and together with you find rest. Now, may the God of Shalom be with you all. Amen. Right on. Okay. So, y'all, if, if, if you're not reading any, any book of the Bible, you got to square it up with the whole thing. You got to square, you, um, yeah. you got to read the, 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 the total word. It's God's, breathed writ to us you can't just like 
read snapshots of it, yeah. right? Um, okay, so, and, and then that, because, you know, when, when you do read the whole thing, you get a different understanding where Paul is coming from. You get a true understanding of where Paul is coming from. And if you don't, you end up like folks like, like Thomas Jefferson. Mm. All right. Uh-oh. And Thomas Jefferson, you know, what a, what a what different views people have of Thomas Jefferson. Right. Liberals have a selective uh, idolization with Thomas Jefferson. They got a love hate relationship with Thomas. Jefferson. They love him on the one hand because he didn't accept Jesus as a God. Yeah. Right. They like that. They like it that at best he was a, a deist. Maybe he believed in God. But, you know, I guess maybe to them on a more agnostic level. Mm-hmm. Right. So they like that, but they hate him because he owned slaves. Right. And they're confusing it because they're the party of slavery. Yes. Right. And, and, and Democrats, they think they they think that just because they're socialist, they're against slavery. They think that because they're communists, they're it's against so slavery. It's yeah. like, no, if you're a socialist and a communist, you're totally for slavery. Yes. Right. And, and it, the confusion is even deeper because one of their heroes, who was it, Karl Marx? Karl Marx sent a letter to the Lincoln administration congratulating Lincoln on his war to end slavery. Weird, right? Because communism is basically state-run slavery yeah that's what communism <laughs> is right so but that it's 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 bizarre things like that that democrats are given over to but they love thomas jefferson and hate him at the same time because he owned <laughs> slaves but he was a he, he was a heathen like one of us we like that or or he, he liked to invoke god when it was you know suitable to him Right. Whereas conservatives, they just, too, too many conservatives, they just idolize Thomas Jefferson. You know, he's a founding father and stuff like that. And, you know, yes. and, he, and he can do no wrong. Thomas Jefferson, I'm not saying that he was, a, he was an awful guy. He wasn't, you know, any worse than, I guess, a lot of us. But he was a heathen. <laughs> right? He was. Come on, man. It's like, he was a heathen. Okay? And, um, and he, didn't, he didn't really have respect for the scriptures. I know there's, you know, people will talk about, it's like, well, he, he did things based on, you know, on this and he did, you know, biblical things like this. Like, sure. So what? You think that impresses the Lord? The Lord says, man, I spit that out of my mouth, man. You either believe me or you don't. You think, it's like, maybe you're impressed with it. Jesus ain't. Yeah. That's the bottom line. You might want to side with Jesus. Like, look, man, hey, Thomason, uh, uh, your, your intentions, I get it. You know, you kind of did a little, you know, a little bit of the uh, uh, the moral stuff. You like the Bible for some of the moral stuff, but if you, and, and you think that Jesus was a good teacher, but at the same time, you think he's a liar. How you think is say, you know, that stuff don't add up, y'all. Yeah. You know, the, uh, 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 you know, we Christians who study, we we got it. We understand, man. You can't be going around thinking that Jesus was a good person while thinking he's a liar. Yeah. If Jesus says that he's God, and 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 you have a lot of people out there, even like Thomas Jefferson, who thinks that Jesus never claimed that. Yes, he did. <laughs> Quite often. Yes. Right? Is it? Like, yeah, man, I'm God. Okay? So, but if you're not studied up on it and you just kind of gloss over these things and you, and you just chalk the Bible up to being like some book of morals, then you're going to miss a whole lot. Amen. Right? And Jesus ain't, he ain't with that. You're going to miss Jesus. Totally. That's the main thing. <laughs> yeah. Right? And so that don't add up. So let's take a look at, at some of the, atti- at, at, at an attitude of uh, Thomas Jefferson when he looks at the scriptures. Uh, in a letter to uh, William Short, Thomas Jefferson says, among the sayings 
and discourses. And I know there's going to be people like, well, you you left out a whole bunch of other things. It's like, yeah, I, I understand that. The bottom line is that, you know, I, I you can say all the things that you want to defend Thomas Jefferson. Thomas Jefferson still didn't believe that Jesus was God. Right. That's the point. Make That's the point. bottom line. Yeah. Okay, you can look at all his other intentions. You can look at his policies and efforts and things like that. That's fine. Okay, but he didn't believe that Jesus was God. Yeah. All right. Even if like, and, and there's, you know, some will say that, well, he didn't, he signed things like in the year of our Lord. And, you know, I guess that was a way of saying in the common era and stuff like that. Y'all, the word of God tells you that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. It doesn't mean that they believe that God is who he says he is. Right. Even the demons address yeah, Jesus, right? As son of God. Yeah. So what? Jesus told them to shut up. Yeah. Right? So I know people be like, Thomas Jefferson is, come on, man, heathen. He's a heathen. All right? I'm, I'm not trying to judge the guy. Right? I ain't trying to say that I'm, I'm, I'm more of a good person than he is or anything like that. But, you know, be honest about it. Dude was a heathen. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for being honest because I know mm -hmm. that, you know, you have a very patriotic heart. Yeah. So thank you for looking into that and being honest in this study. I'm grateful that, it worked, that the, in the, for the work that he's done to help us, you know, to, well, to sure. the establishment yeah. of this nation. This nation is God given, right? He was blessed by God to be there to be able to say, hey, man, he, he still put, he has it. This, this, this nation is, is founded on acknowledging God given rights. Yes. Right? Yes, it is. I don't hold that against Thomas Jefferson. But it's like to, to, to just assume that he was this lover of Jesus. He wasn't, right? Um, let's see. In a letter to uh, William Shorey, he says, among the sayings and discourses imputed to him, that is Jesus, by his biographers, I find many passages of fine imagination, correct morality, and of the most lovely benevolence, and others, again, of so much ignorance, so much absurdity, so much untruth, charlatanism, and imposture as to pronounce it impossible that such contradictions should have proceeded from the same being. I separate, therefore, the gold from the dross, restore to, their, to, restore to him the former, and leave the latter to the stupidity of some, the roguery of others, of his disciples. And this is like, y'all, um, just, yeah, I mean, you get the idea. And uh, just to close out, when he says things like, or this band of dupes and imposters, Paul was the great Corypheus and the first corrupter of the doctrines of Jesus. So, I mean, one, how is Paul, I mean, how is, how is Thomas Jefferson going to call Paul the first, corrupt, uh, first corrupter when he already feels that the word is corrupt anyway? And how is it that you even come to the conclusion that this Bible is, is worthy to be a book of morals? That's a good point. Right? Very good point. But y'all, when you idol, as, as Thomas Jefferson, see, Thomas Jefferson idolized liberty. We have a lot of conservatives who, who are actually more so consider themselves classical liberals. They idolize liberty. It's not the author of liberty mm, that is their yeah, premier. Yeah. He is not the premier to them. I, liberty itself is <laughs> right and that goes totally sideways and when you have that kind of mindset y'all that is when you will have opinions like Thomas Jefferson and you will assume that the Bible is in contradiction to itself when it is not mm, wow. you will read what what Paul has said in Romans and you will think that that Paul is at odds with liberty and wants to give power to the state to ration out liberty 
and that we have these obligations to the state to conform okay. to these ideas of helping our neighbor and all this sort of stuff when yeah. it is anything but. Wow. But that's what happens when you idolize liberty. You'll have a mindset like Thomas Jefferson, right? Wow. And these are the things, this, y'all, is another example, I'm trying to tell you, of where Republicans, conservatives, are helping liberals and Democrats do the damage that they do. Oh my goodness. Stuff like this, huh. right? When you have this Thomas Jefferson mindset, Dominic Thomas Jefferson, a Democratic Republican. <laughs> that was his party, yeah. right? Doesn't matter whatever it is that you think of, it's just an oxymoron. <laughs> Doesn't work, all right? So, but that's what we have, y'all. And conservatism, they'll, they'll see too many, not all, not all. Doesn't even, and y'all, just like the yeast, y'all, it doesn't take a lot. Yeah. It spreads and it gets into everything, right? Conservatives, stop helping Democrats do the damage that they're doing, <laughs> right? Romans is not a manifesto for statism. It's not a manifesto for collectivism or socialism or communism uh, or totalitarianism. It's not that. It's, it's the exact opposite. Amen. It squares up with the liberty of Yeshua, yes. the liberty who is Yeshua, Yes. right? It squares up with that. Don't get it twisted, <laughs> all right? Well, yeah, I, I mean, I think it was, uh, this, this, this chapter is coming pretty good time, you know, oh, for, <laughs> for this like season, that. right? You know, we, we, don't, we don't, you know, uh, give special attention, you know, or, or jump around. We, we read this in order. Yep. God, it, he presents it, you know, it's like, just read it in order, man, right? Yeah. Just study it in order. And uh, so that's what we try to do. And, um, and like I said, y'all, I hope we, you feel these perspectives were, you know, useful. The study is useful and, um, and inspiring, encouraged. Paul tells us to be encouraged. I hope that you're encouraged. And um, so, yeah, y'all, uh, we hope that you enjoyed it. We sure do enjoy fellowshipping with y'all. We enjoy yes. that you guys tune in and, uh, you know, your warm reception of what we're trying to do. And, uh, you know, we... You know, in being our classmates, you know, as we party with the word of God, y'all. Right. And uh, we have we have burned out the holy hookah in this one. It's oh, dust. <laughs> but that's all right, because there's more. There's more where that came from. Hey, you know, ain't no high like the most high. You don't need nothing else. Don't do none of that pharmacia, y'all. That is true. You just come in and you get that scripture smoke, baby. Drag deep. <laughs> okay. That's right. That's all you need. So y'all, be blessed, uh, trusting in the Lord, his peace and truth. You know it abounds. Yes. We just hope that it's received. We hope that that peace and truth is going to be reflected uh, in the election and uh, the outcome. Uh, we trust in you, Lord, for the, the strength and the resolve and the wisdom to be able to handle it, whether whether uh, if, 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 if it turns into a uh, a riot lord we trust in you to have the strength and the and the wisdom to know how to do it to deal with it if it is calm even more so god we trust in you to help us to know what to do with it because lord too many too often we get blessings y'all and um and we drop the ball yeah lord you know, that that's, you know, especially myself, you know, I ain't judging anybody. I'm experienced in, in dropping, you know, in, in dropping the ball. And um, 
Lord, I'm, I'm hoping that you help us to, to know what to do with, uh, if we have a, a peaceful election, Lord, help us to do good with it. Help us to do excellent with that. Um, no matter what, you know, we trust in you to help us, you know, to get through. Yes, so um, order our steps. We, we pray for uh, your shalom yes. and, um, you know, and your resolve. Yes. And uh, we thank you so much to have this nation um, and to be born here. Yes. We thank you for that. Thank and we want to do God. well with it. Thank you so much, y'all, for tuning in. Once again, yes. hey, Bronze Server Media, y'all. Message is free, delivering it isn't. We hope that you find these works worth supporting. And uh, get the mug, get the shirts, right? Get the book, Solid Right Cross. Try to share these on Facebook. Right, I know, right? <laughs> share, share where you can. And, uh, and we'll see you next time. We'll see y'all next Hopefully time. Hopefully we'll have the same president. <laughs> <laughs> Shalom.